Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. Today's guest is Renee Trost, who's a naturopath uh, here in Melbourne, and Renee has a background in field hockey, so she was an Australian team member for a number of years. She played in World Cups, World Champs, uh, the Championship Championships, uh, Champions Trophy, and was also in Beijing for the 2008 Olympics. So, Renee, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me. I wanted to get you on today to, to talk about uh, talk about improving performance from a naturopathy perspective and with your experience as a high-level athlete and how nutrition played a part in your recovery and your performance and some, some things that athletes can do today to improve their own performance with using maybe you know, better food or better supplements uh, and you know how we can get people feeling better and competing better. So um, to get kicked off, let's um, just give us give me a quick background on on your background as, as an elite athlete and how nutrition started to play a part in your recovery and your performance. Yeah, so as a as an athlete, most of the time we know, you know, about the three main nutrients, the carbohydrates, proteins and fats. And you know, that's really pummeled into um, most athletes at a at a kind of a basic level. Um so I found kind of as being an athlete and with my real passion lying in food that I thought that there was just a, a lot more that I could get out of my food and then out of my body so that I could back up training. So most athletes train every day or multiple times a day. It's not unusual for, for athletes to do two sessions a day swimmers you know morning nights triathletes you know train two three times a day um so at the peak of my training we were doing over 10 sessions a week um training six days a week with recovery on the seventh day so i just really started to do a lot of research into how i could get the most out of my body and what foods would provide me with that that edge that would make me elite and be able to function so i could back up my performances day after day um, and I think the first and most general guideline I would give to athletes who are performing at their utmost um, potential would be to make your, your diet predominantly based around high net gain foods and to make that the real cornerstone of every meal. And so a high net gain food is any food that offers more nutrition than energy. So we want to get in as much nutrition and vitamins, minerals, proteins, carbohydrates in the most natural form that the body can take on with the limited kind of caloric effect, which sounds a bit weird because we need calories for energy, but we want to make sure that we can balance energy in and energy out and really enhance the nutrition side of it all. Um, So high net gain foods are most predominantly your fruit and vegetables. So think, you know, kale, spinach, berries, those kind of things. Um, and they really provide a big bang for what, you, for what you're eating. Um, and for those athletes who are struggling with a little bit on the weight um, side of things, these foods are going to provide you with everything that you need. And they're accessible, they're everywhere, and they're really easy to eat. Um, so on the flip side of it, a low net gain food, this is food that has more calories than nutrition. So they're things like, and the thing, these are the things that athletes kind of tend to go towards post-training. They're things like your white breads and your lollies. So they contain more calories, but they have less of a nutritional value. Yeah, absolutely. And also one of the things that I guess not everyone has to deal with, but if you are an elite athlete and you might have a team or um, you might be personally sponsored by a company, let's say it's um, 
Uncle Toby's or if it's Powerade or Gatorade, you're sort of um, forced to forced to have these um, these drinks or foods that you may not may not necessarily be the best thing for you, um, but you're sort of forced to have them. So you sort of came across that as a as a high level athlete is some of the things that you may have been encouraged to take weren't weren't the optimum um, food or yeah. drink to, that you should be having. Yeah, definitely. So sports drinks are a big one. So you see a lot of um, sporting teams walking around with their Powerade or Gatorade bottles. And that's not to say these foods don't serve a functional purpose. Like they're really good at getting those electrolytes in and getting the quick carbohydrates in. And I think, you know, they're fine to have, but we can boost that nutrition by, say, having, you know, you can carry around a fruit juice in one of those drink bottles. We're used to promoting that brand, be getting in more nutrition as well as, you know, consuming their product. So by no means is anything like that bad or taboo, but it's we, you can definitely get more in and still be loyal to the, to those sponsors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, it is an important part of sport is the money that comes in from sponsors, but uh, it's not necessarily the best thing for, for health or recovery um, with some of these some of these things. And, yeah. And in terms of um, – I know we spoke about this, this last week when we had a chat. It was that – with uh, with recovery in terms of inflammation, so if you've got bad knees and your knees flare up a bit, sometimes that taking um, anti-inflammatory tablets and pills aren't always the best things to to have to reduce that inflammation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So most of these kind of medications are more of the short-term gain. So they're based on immediately reducing inflammation or immediately reducing pain so that you can get through your event or get through your training session. And, like, again, that serves a functional purpose and sometimes it's fine. But there is a downside to that where it still promotes degeneration and it still promotes inflammation when you're not taking that active substance. So you're not actually treating the cause of what's going on. So say you do have inflammation in your knee or your shoulder – you know, you can take those things to get through your um, schedule, but it does things like it has um, a bad reaction on, you know, your digestive system where, it, you know, it's shown scientifically that um, any inflammatory disease can degenerate your gut lining, which means if your gut's not functioning properly, you're not absorbing your food optimally, which means you're not getting the right fuel in. Um, so that your body's now not functioning, it creates this this cycle of stress, which effectively what inflammation and exercise and bad food can um, do innately in your body. So we can you can use food as medicine here to help um, negate that inflammation, and you know we can do things like using fish oils as a well known. Um, supplement that you can take to help reduce inflammation and you can also take your anti-inflammatories with that fish oil so you know you're getting in a beneficial supplement there to treat the cause as well as still possibly taking something short term to get you through your training session but by no means i know many athletes who are on multiple anti-inflammatory tablets day after day long term and i think if we can strip it back and treat the cause and really help that person's body regenerate through food through supplements through a more kind of holistic approach then your body thrives in, in its entirety not just one joint or one movement mm. that's that's the problem i've got with a lot of high contact sports or uh, high level sports let's say it's afl so australian football for those overseas is that players that might have bad shoulders bad knees and before the game they're just pumped full of um, anti-inflammatories and all these drugs and things like that that help them not feel the pain of what they're actually putting themselves through. And then a few days later, they will just be in a whole lot of pain again, and they mm. do it week in, week out. 
And for the club, it's good because they're getting the performance from it might be their top player. But long term, this player is really suffering um, suffering um, for the short term. And then down the track, they might not be able to walk you know, without without pain mm. 10 years down the track. So it's... Um, and I understand it is, it is a business and it is a, a job, I guess, but um, for the health of the, the player, it's really not um, not a good thing. So if you can treat it with something um, more more natural, whether it's fish oil or other natural anti-inflammatories, um, and reduce the amount of um, tablets and pills that you've got to take, then you'll be much better off down the track. Yeah, and I think, you know, using food as a functional kind of medicine here is perfect because we have to eat. So if we make sure that our diet's packed full of the things that actually heal our body, then we can use these things in the short term to get to get through, you know, that one injury or to get through that one, you know, kind of um, debilitating um, effect. But because our diet is nourishing our body, it's actually healing as well so that we're not on these things long term. And one food that I can would I, if I knew about this food when I was playing, I would have consumed it by the, the truckload, but is turmeric. Like turmeric is such an easy food to get in. You know, you can you can eat it, you can drink it, cook with it, sprinkle it on things, you can get it in and it's one of the the most powerful anti inflammatory and it assists with reducing recovery time and enhancing muscle repair. And you know, it's one food that I suppose as Australians we don't particularly eat a lot of. So this food, turmeric, I would just every athlete should be consuming it in some way, shape or form daily for its beneficial effects. Do you, do you recommend getting the tablets or do you recommend taking it uh, on top of like a, a main meal or what? Yeah. Yeah, how do you, um, how some do you people can't afford um, – turmeric's actually quite expensive as a supplement, so some people won't be able to afford to be staying on it long, t- long term. Um, but I would definitely take it as a supplement because it's broken down into the active component, curcumin, which is has the highest therapeutic effect. Um, but if you can eat it as well, then you're just getting it in every kind of form that your body can absorb. Um, the thing with turmeric is, and most people don't know this, is it's not actually bioavailable to, in the body, which means that we don't absorb a high dose of it. So we have to take and eat a lot of turmeric to get those beneficial effects but if we take it with like so if you're cooking with turmeric and you add a little bit of oil or you cook it with a bit of fat saying like curries or dals that actually helps the body absorb those therapeutic benefits of the turmeric to really get in and help with the regeneration at a cellular level yeah i've i've just got a juicer recently and in every morning i'll have a juice with say a carrot an apple uh, an orange and I'll cut up half a well, half a piece of um, turmeric and put that in as well, and it's mm. it's uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, it- yeah. So if you had added a little bit of coconut oil to that um, juice, because it's a medium chain triglyceride, which means our body absorbs that fat and we utilize it for energy faster, as well as containing other enzymes, you would be absorbing more of that drink. At a, at a cellular level than you would be without that little bit of um, fat in there. Okay, interesting. I'll have to. Um, I'll have to try it. And mm. yeah, that's one of the things that I've added to my pantry is coconut oil. I've been using that in for cooking and all sorts of other stuff for the last couple of months, and it's fantastic. It's amazing how many uses coconut oil has got. Mm. So um, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal product. And the same goes for a lot of other health foods. I mean, my pantry's almost completely changed in the last couple of months, just with replacing. Um, replacing foods that aren't ideal with foods that are, are much better, uh, more natural, and and it's a, a learning process too. So I mean, my I've aimed to completely cut out 
gluten now, um, just mm-hmm. for just in order to feel better uh, and be a bit leaner as well. But um, yeah. that's that's one of the things I've changed. But yeah, just changing the things that I eat and changing the way that I cook and um, you know start out the day. It's it's been so much better in terms of how I'm feeling. I'm not as tired. I don't need to sleep during the day because I get up at four thirty for coaching, um, and I don't need to come back and have an hour of sleep to feel better i can run on less sleep because of it yeah well that's the joy of um healthy eating is that our body's not looking for that next quick fix or it's not looking for the nap or it's not looking for the sugar hit or the refined carbohydrate or the coffee because we're feeding it and when our cells are are so full of energy on on a basic level from all the nutrition that we're having we can actually find that we can perform perform better we can work harder we you know our rest and downtime and recovery time isn't where we're feeling like we have to find the next hit it's actually just purely rest and recovery and i think you know with athletes we're so used to looking for that next thing that gets us through the session or pumps us up or gives us the next kind of stimulation that we forget that the fundamentals of good food and nutrition and hydration are what our body is really trying to find yeah it's a good point and i i used to find i used to be so tired when i used to be in school and be training eight or nine times a week and I'd have some wheat bix after training and then I'd get to about 10 o'clock and I'd be so tired I'd just want to curl up in a ball in the corner and go to sleep rather than sit in class because um, that kind of uh, the high of having the the wheat bix and then you just feel very heavy and lethargic after that and um, and just yeah changing what you eat you have I find I've got a lot more energy throughout the day yeah yeah it's fantastic um and even like talking about things like your juice you know most athletes even if they just have a juice a day can get so much out of it and one of the big juices that's coming um through a lot of the sports journals and there's been a lot of scientific um studies done on it is beetroot juice and so most athletes um like i would probably don't know any athletes that use fruit or vegetable juices as a form of um, increase to enhance performance or to assist with recovery or to get them through to the next training session and it's such a great way to get the most nutrition out of a, a form of food to get us through to that next training session and beetroot juice so that the benefit of beetroot juice aside from like it's high antioxidant status is it contains a compound called nitric oxide now this nitric oxide helps relax the blood vessels which means we can get more blood flow to our muscles which means we can get more oxygen to our muscles so that we can work harder and recent studies have shown that a continual so continually having beetroot juice say every day if you juice in the morning or as a single dose um, enhances exercise economy which means we can work harder faster and longer with less damage done to the body um, and through these scientific studies as well it's um, showed that beetroot juice consumed prior to exercise enhances our capacity and performance so it's shaving you know um thousands hundreds of seconds off you know people's times or this was done in long distance runners so you know it was shaving minutes off some of these people's performance times and it was basically in australia we can find a product that's called beat it shot and it's a small 70 mil shot which contains the 300 milligrams of nitrates which is what these scientific studies were based around and it was shown that two hours before your exercise session just having this 70 mil shot was allowing people to perform better faster and harder and back it up for their next exercise session so for those people out there who aren't having beetroot in their juices or who aren't having juices at all, this is one food I would definitely put into my daily routine. What was that thing called? Was it beet it? Yeah, it was called beet it. 
So they're beat at shots. There's t- small little 70 mil shots that you can buy. Most health food stores now um, stock them. Um, so I know they're readily available in Australia. Oh, that's good. I'll have to have to check that out. Um, I have been having beetroot most days in, in a juice. And I think having the right tools is a big part of it as well. Getting, Definitely. Get, uh, I, can't, I can't recommend getting a juicer highly enough. It's just completely changed the the way I feel and, and eat. And it's, um, I would never go through that many fruits and veggies in a day if it wasn't for a juicer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you just think of everything that you're getting in that. There's your multivitamin, you know, that you're getting in daily through your juice. So it's great to have a functional food that way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's such a great way to start the day. Like it just feels fresh eating or drinking, drinking that too. So it's, um, yeah, having the right tools is a, a juicer. I think a food processor as well. I make a lot of, um, say, uh, muffins and uh, even like healthy, like raw cheesecakes and things like that. Uh, yeah, having definitely. the right tools to be able to do that makes it much easier. And it's worth getting investing in something good as well, not yes. not just a cheap one. Because if you've got the right tools that are good, they're going to last you longer, and it'll be much easier and less frustrating too when it comes to cleaning and if it breaks down or anything like that. Yeah, totally agree. I think, you know, a blender, a juicer and a food processor should be a must in every athlete's kitchen just because it cuts down on time as well. You know, how easy is it to throw something in a blender and you've got, you know, a healthy smoothie or a snack to go or you've got your pre, you know, pre-workout protein shake with some um, fruit and veggies in there. I just think those kind of things are so quick and easy rather than finding somewhere to buy something or to cut up, you know, all the small pieces yourself. You know, and athletes, what we're looking for is we don't want to spend all of our spare time in the, in the kitchen. We want to be able to spend it doing other things yeah absolutely and i mean what i'll normally do on a sunday is just try and cook as much or prepare as much food for the week as possible using these things and it's um then it saves going out to the shop which might take 10 minutes there 10 minutes back to just get a snack so it's um it's good to be able to have those things in your fridge or in your freezer yeah, definitely. And I think also for athletes, like most people, I suppose the, the good athletes are aware that they need to eat as soon as they can after kind of their event or exercise session. You know, normally it's within the 30 minutes to one hour window. But for a lot of people who are traveling home or having to drop by the supermarket before they get home, before they can have something to eat, you know, taking a smoothie or fruit juice with you so that you can consume that after your training session is just such a vital tool to, you know, decrease the inflammation, get ready for the next workout. Out, get the antioxidants into the system it's about being organized and prepared but you don't want to spend hours doing it yeah absolutely time is very precious if you're working full-time and and training and um or if you've got a family or uh, anything like that it's yeah you don't want to be spending too long in the kitchen so it's uh, it's great to be able to prepare those things now mm. what are some of the main things that someone will come to a, a naturopath for well, I find mostly with um, athletes especially, they come for me for two things. One, that they have kind of a bad digestion or they're, they're kind of struggling um, a little bit in with their, their stomachs and guts and absorbing food, or you know, and sometimes they just think it's all food intolerances, but a lot of it just comes down to their digestion. So strenuous exercise is quite, places quite a stress on our digestive system um, and absorption of nutrients. And I think of it as, you know, your gut and digestive system 
is it like a filter to your body? And if we're not, you know, filtering the food and getting the most and extracting the most nutrients out of our foods, and we're not fueling our body the way we want to. So with a lot of athletes, I do a lot of gut repair so that they can utilize the food that they're consuming to get the most out of it for recovery. The second thing that I see a lot of the time is a lot of them come in feeling a little bit run down or they've got a bit of a cold. And a lot of this comes from when we exercise, we stress our body and our white blood cells might just drop a little bit. And predominantly it's through a bit of carbohydrate depletion. So white blood cells, they use glucose and carbohydrates for their energy. And so I find sometimes a lot of athletes, because they're consuming the wrong types of carbs, they're kind of not fueling their body as optimally as they can. So it's changing what they do eat to more kind of functional food. So they're still getting the carbohydrates, but they're also getting those nutrients in there to, to allow them their body to work harder and perform at a level that that is you know right up there with elite athletes yeah that, the this gut problems is something i can relate relate with when i was uh tra- yeah as a teenager training um so many times a week occasionally i'd get some kind of um I don't know if it was reflux or whatever it was but just mm. putting in hard work for an hour and a half two hours in a session to the point where you're just ready to pass out almost there's something about uh, being able to digest food properly in order to get the nutrients and the carbohydrates to be able to to get through that set um i don't know what it is but pushing your body incredibly hard um does make it difficult to to make sure you can get all of those things in yeah, it does. And that's where those things like you know, juices and smoothies are so vital because they don't take a lot of effort from the body to digest, yet they're full of nutrients. And for a lot of people, it is really hard to eat a meal straight after they exercise. Um, so that's when, you know, something simple like a watered down fruit juice um, for its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. And a lot of the time they contain components in them, which are healing to the digestive system as well. So, you know, having a diluted fruit juice afterwards and getting that hydration in, even eating things like um, cherries and bananas, those kind of things. They contain the carbohydrates that you need to get in. They contain other essential vitamins and minerals, but they're not really hard on the digestive system. And it's quite funny because I love when we come into summertime in Australia, cause I'm a big cherry fiend. Um, but they're one of the things that athletes as well should be eating. So they're kind of up there with beetroot juice. Um, and it's the component in cherries called anthocyanins. Um, and they've shown similar benefits to beetroot juice where they're, that, that they contain such a high antioxidant and any inflammatory actions that um, it's now being recommended that athletes can consume cherries in massive amounts post event. So I don't know if everyone loves cherries as much as I do, but when I found these studies coming yeah, I was more than happy to go down and get my box of cherries. <laughs> I think that's like when I um, when I finally realised that eggs aren't necessarily bad for me, so I <laughs> made the oh, yeah. that. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many good foods out there that um, that taste great and aren't you know, and are good for you. So. Um, mm. It's, it's, and they're it's better for you than the lollies that tend to come out after a training session or I know after playing hockey we used to have lollies halfway through the game and at the end of the game because it was seen as getting that glucose back into the body. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's just such a negative um, way to get the nutrients in where we if we have our fresh fruit and, and our drinks, they still contain the sugars, but they contain nutrients as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, like I've, I've uh, in the past I've worked with um, some people who are diabetic, and you know there was this one guy that would would always want to get his 
sugar levels up or his blood sugar levels up. So I'd go out and get a Coke. And it's like, mm. is there anything worse that you could possibly get in order to do that? It's yeah. just, um, you know, it's crazy. And the same goes for, for lollies. It's like, okay, I've just did, I've just done an event. Uh, I need to replace my glycogen stores. I better go and get some lollies. I mean, it, it, it sounds, sounds fine if you don't think about it too critically, but you know, if you're really looking at what you're putting in your body, it's just straight sugar and it's going to give you that, uh, that spike in your, um, in your energy levels and then you're just going to crash afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And I think for what most athletes as well don't realise is that it's such a refined sugar that it really does spike our blood sugar levels. And, yes, we get the glucose benefits from it and replaces our stores. But sugar is also pro-inflammatory, so it, it enhances the inflammation that's going on in your body. And as an athlete, if your next session is that afternoon or you have to back it up again the next day or say you're in the middle of competition, you want to try and decrease as much inflammation as possible in the body and you know fruits do that so they contain those inflammatory properties and they contain the antioxidants to get rid of the oxidative stress that exercise consumes but for all those people who are grabbing lollies i don't know if i was a swimmer i'd be telling all my competitors to go to the lolly bar while i ate my cherries you know (laughs) i'd be you know a little bit ahead of them for the next meet (laughs) yeah exactly right and at a swim meet most swimmers have got a couple of races spread over a few hours so if you're having lollies straight afterwards then you're probably going to find it difficult to back up your next couple of races. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, if, when someone comes in, they've got got these problems. What sort of they've got these complaints? What sort of things do you do to help um, find a find a better path for them to go on? What? How do you um, make your recommendations? Sure. So I predominantly like to use food as medicine, if you haven't noticed. So I think supplementation is really good to boost people up initially. But I really think that, um, especially as athletes, we have to invest in our bodies. So I like getting people involved in, you know, the purchasing, preparing and eating of of their health, really. Um, So, you know, as much as I'll give a supplementation just to kind of decrease the inflammation in their body or to correct an imbalance or a deficiency, I predominantly like to educate them on what foods to eat. So, you know, changing their wheat bix to maybe oats in the morning which helps rebuild the gut lining and contains low gi foods which means that it lasts our body can use the energy from those oats longer um even something like enhancing getting them to get a fresh fruit juice or i'm using food as a functional way for them to heal and repair um another thing that i notice a lot with athletes is um their good flora in their Um, digestive system so the probiotics that we hear so much about is usually quite depleted because we stress our bodies and a lot of athletes eat the wrong food so they eat a lot of refined carbohydrates so just replenishing those good bacteria which helps their immune system it helps their performance it helps their digestion Um, and i find that that's one of the supplements that i really encourage athletes to take if not long term yeah and and i'm of the opinion that that you really need to make a quite a quite a big change even if it's gradual but if you just change one thing let's say you're just taking the um the say turmeric yeah it's going to help you but if you sort of replace the things that are are making you feel like crap and you, you swap them over for better foods if you make that sort of whole change then that's when you really start to see the benefits is you really yeah. got to get yourself right with um with sort of 80 90 percent of it and then you'll really start to see the benefits they'll come much quicker um yeah that's right but you've really yeah. got to get yourself right with um with the majority of what you're eating and what you're doing 
Yeah, that's right. And it's I think um, it's really good to go and see a professional about those things because they can really point you in the right direction. And then the supplements they do give you are high-quality supplements. So over-the-counter or you can go into a health food store and you can buy you know every supplement or variation of a supplement, but they're not really as high-quality as the supplements you can get from a qualified practitioner. Um, and there's also supplements that are activated. So they're in a form where our body can absorb them and assimilate them without having to expend a lot of energy um, and they're only available normally to practitioners so I think sometimes for athletes we try to google things and we try to do a lot of cure cure ourselves. but if we go and get a, a nutrition coach or we see someone who specializes in these areas you know you're really getting your bang for your buck and you, you're learning and you're learning how to balance your body and you're getting that optimal nutrition in with the least amount of strain on the body yeah I highly recommend going to see people who know what they're talking about especially um, seeing someone like yourself who's got that background in sport. Um, I was chatting to a physiotherapist yesterday um, about, and she works specifically with swimmers. Now she knows what swimmers need to do in order to get them themselves flexible enough and strong enough in the movements and the muscles that swimmers use. And um, same with yourself in terms of eating the right foods for an athlete um, because you come from that background and you know mm. how it feels to be um, you know, taking this after exercise and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it's, um, it's really worth seeing someone who can, who can help you with that. What, what's the, um, why is it that, uh, say professionals and, um, um, naturopathists and things like that can get, or do have these supplements that are, are better, um, easily absorbed and compared to the over the counter ones, like what's the, what's the difference in how they're made or why they have got those differences? Yeah, that's right. So basically the practitioner um, supplements, they, they're more expensive for a reason because they're of a refined high quality um, or where the over-the-counter ones, they either have a lower dose, so you have to take more of them, or they're just not as um, bioavailable. So the, the nutrient you're getting is not readily absorbed or is easily absorbed from the body. Um, so that's why the practitioner products, they're designed almost like a medicine. So they're designed to provide you with the best form of that nutrient that your body can absorb. And it's, it's I suppose, good and bad because it's not accessible to everyone. So not everyone can get in to see a practitioner to get a specific product. So it is good for those people who need an alternative. Um, but I, I know when I was an athlete investing in my health and nutrition, I wanted that form that would give me the best edge for my performance. And, you know, those products, um, unfortunately, aren't available to everyone but they are if you go through the right channels yeah okay oh that's that's interesting and um yeah and i think it does getting better quality stuff even you know even if it's a juicer or a food processor uh, or your supplements yeah it's normally going to cost you a little bit more but you're going to get so much more out of it and i'm, I'm of the opinion i'd rather have uh, i'd rather have less things but that are of a high quality um, rather than getting, you might get 10 supplements that are all of, you know, straight from the, the chemist or whatever. So it's, um, yeah. I think, it's and I think really as well, if we invest in our bodies, so if we invest in our health and our body, we can actually then remain in our sport at the highest level for longer. So, you know, we have less injuries, we have better health, we have better recovery times, and we can actually perform at a higher level for longer, which, you know, is priceless really. Yeah, completely. If your health's not right, then it doesn't matter what else. If you're making loads of money or you've got loads of friends, if you're not right yourself, it's, um, it doesn't 
yeah, nothing else really matters. So investing in your health is is the most important thing. I definitely believe that's why I just came straight from a um, my therapy appointment and a chiropractor appointment, and that's why I see a chiropractor every week is because I want to make sure that I'm that I am feeling good and I'm right and my spine and health is all fine. So um, it's definitely worth looking after yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to see you for, um, you know, if they've got any complaints, whether they haven't got as much energy, energy as they'd like throughout the day or if they are having some stomach or gut problems while they're training? Um, yeah, how sure. can people get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they can drop me a line um, at my email address, which is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, or lowercase, at peakpotential, or lowercase, or one word, .com.au. That's Renee at peakpotential.com.au. Um, or they can call Peak Potential if they're wanting to um, book in for an appointment um, or even just to drop in the clinic and kind of see what we're all about down next. We're a multimodality clinic that, that really aims towards getting the best for the athlete. Awesome. And I mean, that the clinic's in near Melbourne. It's about 20 minutes out of Melbourne. Um, so if you're in Melbourne, you can, um, you can head there. Uh, if, if people are interstate or overseas and that's, they would still like to, um, get in contact with you, whether they do like a Skype consultation is, is that a possibility? Yeah, that's fine. Just contact me by email so I can set that up with them, but definitely open to um, chatting and helping people out there get the best out of themselves. Awesome. Well, Renee, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Really enjoyed chatting with you and, and talking about um, health and feeling better and um, getting better performance through through nutrition and, and all those sorts of things because it's something that I'm really passionate about, especially moving from uh, moving from a diet that, that wasn't so great and I was feeling tired every single day to where I'm now a little bit smarter with what is actually going into my body and feeling much better for it. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. You're welcome. I'm glad I could share some knowledge. Awesome. Thanks, Renee. That's all right. Thanks, friend. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com. 